Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well, she's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this, my friends, is the Try Hard Podcast. The tryhards are back. Yeah, finally, you've actually bothered to, to do this podcast. You've been over in Spain. I had connectivity around. issues and Apparently I was busy no with Rafa Nadal, so <laughs> he is more important than you. But we're back with a bang and we're back with the Barbars. We are indeed. And two average players as well. Yeah, a pair of hookers, which I didn't think I'd ever be saying on the Tryhards <laughs> podcast. Um, I mean, we've been described in a similar breath previously, but we'll leave that All one right. there. Soz. Uh, and we are with two absolute legends of the game. Welcome, Rory and Schalke, to the Tryhards podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Hello, ladies. <laughs> so, in black and white for the week. Oh, and three actually, weeks? Yeah, three weeks you've, for you. I'm surprised that you've got white parts of your eyes. I was expecting them to be a little bit redder. Yeah, it's quite nice now to see the end is near, as you say, <laughs> and I'm about ready to be to be back. I'm fairly tired at this stage. Has it been like a proper Barbar's trip, or is it, we've heard on the grapevine this week, it's been a little bit calmer because it's quite a big game tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it's been a little bit calmer, but um, only a little bit. I think we, we know how good they are, so... We know we're going to need a little bit more in the tank than maybe we, we did in Brazil. And you have brought in fresh blood. Um, so there's certain people that have joined. How has that been? You know what, it's great. I think that's the great thing about it. You know, you meet all these people. and um, I'd obviously played quite a few times against Scala here, but to actually be in the same squad as him is, is great fun. He's got a lot of energy. I could use some of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's been, it's been great, you know, with, with Getz and Robbie getting here this week, uh, it's quite different to the previous two weeks. Uh, I think Warren wants this one quite badly. I mean, we've had, uh, I've been playing for the ball, or I've played for the Bobbers a couple of times, and this was by far the most intense Barbarian week I've ever had. I mean, uh, there was on Wednesday, there was a schedule for contact during the week, and I went, <laughs> come on guys, this is a Barbarian week. This is a, actually the first in the eight or nine times I've played for the Barons. We this is the first captain's run we've ever had so um, I, I, but we want to put a decent performance you know uh, and a, we've got a great captain leading us tomorrow so we're looking forward to the game and the most important part about the Barons is having fun and then putting a, a good show together on Saturday um, we just wipe your nose there from the whole captain's thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, so enough about that. Like, that's the boring bit over about the Barbarians because we know it's special. We know it's cool. 
I did it in the summer, it's quality. Um, I, the first question I want to ask you is if you could, you guys are at the end of your careers, but if you could go back um, and change what a hooker actually did, what would you change about your position? So would you take the restarts? Would you, like, would you completely change where you stand? In the, would you just sack off scrums and just do line? What would you do? I wouldn't sack off scrums. It's sort of, it's <laughs> oh, one of the, scrum it's one of the part of the games that, I, that I'm reasonably good at. I think I would have, the hooker would definitely be kicking more if it was up to me. Well, d didn't you use slots of penalty uh, against Fiji? <laughs> I did, yeah. Mm. I've been waiting 15 years for that <laughs> moment. And I could feel the bench behind me, and I know they were willing it to be a duck hook, but thankfully it went over, so it was, uh, I think, time well spent practising. Yeah. You've got two boys at home, and I know that the eldest is a massive rugby keno. Are they showing a taste for being a hooker, or is it something else completely that you're going to turn your back on? Uh, well, do you know, it's ironic enough that, so in all the sort of games that I've played in, and there's been some reasonably big moments, Ben has never, my eldest has never asked my wife to send a clip in, <laughs> but for the kick, he then said, would you mind sending that into school? So they played it on the big screen, and I think he must have watched about 150 times at this stage. Uh, but he's been practicing a little bit of throwing the last sort of six months, and every time my wife walks in, she's just like going, no. You're not being a hooker. I cannot go to any games again and hope that the first line out goes well and, and have all those nerves. Maybe he's actually practicing for the NFL. You could pack him off and earn an absolute mint. Yeah, that would Complete, be just leave rugby. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you've exhausted it now as a family. <laughs> I know we said we weren't going to ask any serious questions, but oh God, it is your right. final game. And as a Welsh person, we do take immense pride in how much people love our national stadium. How special a place is it to be hanging up your boots? How much have you enjoyed playing at this stadium over the years? Um, I've enjoyed some games and some not so much. Uh, look, it is a class place to play. I think it's one of the um, one of the best stadiums in the world to play at. Um, they're obviously a very passionate crowd. They, they're a very knowledgeable crowd. And uh, when that roof's closed and everyone's screaming, it's a, it's a great place to play. And, and I think to sign off playing for the Babas against Wales at the Principality Stadium is, uh, yeah, look, I think... I've been really lucky over the last six months or so with all my little exit bits have went reasonably well and, and this is another one that I'm looking forward to. Um, I've got a much better Welsh question for both of you. Um, would you rather have Alan Wynne Jones' head and in that sense you've got to have his hairstyle but you get his like leadership skills and who he is. You don't have to have his face, you can have your own face. Or um, Liam Williams' bowed legs but they're quite quick so you can, you can have that. Which would you rather? I'll definitely take Liam Williams. I mean, I want to be quick. I've never been that quick. I've played with a bloke for quite a while. A great bloke, but just from a from a way he runs, he calls himself the bomb diffuser. You know, the eyeballs coming down, and it's uh, that boy can move quick. And maybe one of his um, secret attributes is his bow legs. You don't know where to tackle. You know, he confuses the living crap out of him. Yeah, well, I, oh, I take the legs as well. I've Would never you? been fast and. It'll be nice just once to see what it's like to be able to move quite quickly. And you've accepted the no hairstyle, yeah, so exactly. they just, they just yeah. I mean, My would I you rather's weren't rugby ones. I was going to ask, would you rather have accordions for legs or Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> uh, accordions, probably. Would I don't you? know. <laughs> Liam Williams accordions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today my roommate went to the castle and he yeah. said actually the French built the castle. Is that true? No, the Marquis of Butte built the castle okay. so when you look at Cardiff Castle along the wall there are animals this is yes, when you correct. can tell the kids tomorrow yes. the reason for that is that because the castle's always been in the centre of the city yes. he wasn't allowed a zoo so instead we've got a permanent zoo of the stone animals that ah, line the castle okay. wall someone listened in school okay 
Okay, so, right, so right we're going to... Them. I said there's no chance the Fringe built their castle. No. The Marquis no. of Butte built it. He also built Castle Cork, okay. which is just outside of the city. And better Red known castle. as a dogging site. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> Nowadays. Explain to South African what a dogging site is, please. Uh, I don't think it's uh, one for the podcast. Maybe when we're, we're finished recording okay, stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it for you. I'll okay. keep it for you. Um, so, I wanted, I, I've been having to think about what questions I never got asked when I was a player. Um, and I thought I could ask you guys. Um, so, because I just thought it would be far more interesting than the boring stuff that you normally get asked. So, um, first question: uh, What is the worst part of being an athlete's um, nutrition? Because everyone goes on about how athletes are really great and stuff, but I thought it was rubbish, and I ate what I wanted like, as a small person. But I hated fish oils because the burps—they're horrendous. So, what would be the worst thing? Uh, actually, the worst thing is not having a diet. Is I literally, I always struggle to keep on weight. So the, the best part for me was literally, I can eat everything now, uh, going being 38, and now, you know, your metabolism isn't as what it used to be. I mean, just from the World Cup to now, I've lost about six kilograms with just not having to eat in gym and all those kind of things. So uh, for me, it's going to be not having all those fries and chips and all those things afterwards. So I could be a rugby nutritionist. I put six kegs on at the World Cup just eating ramen. So <laughs> I basically became an udon noodle. I've just, I've like no tone, rather like the swollen, <laughs> quite soft, um, pretty horrendous actually. Um, yeah, so I became an udon, you became... Gyoza. Gyoza, you're a gyoza. Not the fried ones. They're quite tasty, so it's all right. Um, yeah, is there, what, what about you, Rory? Uh, Are you I one of the like people that has to eat loads because you're a forward and no, all that crap no, or are you not really no? I, um, yeah i tend to put on weight quite quickly so don't need to worry about that uh, I, the pre-match meal is what i won't miss i hated oh. that meal just trying to force yourself to eat something eat anything and you're nervous you know you're three four hours before the game and i will not miss sitting down whenever some of your mates are at a, at a pub getting ready to go to the game and you're trying to force feed yourself um i get pre-match vomitor are you one of the people who'd be sick no, but I, I get very nervous, and I can't really. Eat, I don't really eat a lot on game day. Nerves are Who's weird. Who's the worst person you've played with for being sick pre-match? Because I find it quite. Some people are just relentless, aren't they? They every game. Oh, there's a guy Tom Court used to play for Ireland and Ulster, and even when he used to come onto the pitch, he used to get subbed on, and by the time he'd run across, he'd be beside you. Going, oh God! Oh God! And you're looking around, going, "You shut up! Get ready to go here." He's like, "Okay." Oh my God! He had the worst diet I've ever seen in my life as well. He's just like full of caffeine and coke and pints of milk and a pizza the night before a game and all of this. Probably why he was wrenching. Oh my God! Yeah. Do you know any vomers? Andy Saul was pretty bad back in the day at Saris, but not really. There's not. Well, I don't know a lot of vomiters in our side. It's it's the 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 funny thing is what. The amount of caffeine, the, you, the, these gum things that they gave to you later on in your in my career, is I, I don't react great to caffeine anyway. So I've never I've never had caffeine until I was literally 23, so it was quite a big uh, adjustment. I actually was at the Kingspan Stadium once, so it would have been Ulster Munster, and Alad Walters was there, and obviously yeah. Alad as Welsh, so we all know each other. He yeah, and I was yeah, pee, I was hanging pee something. What was the, what was the product that they had? Phase something. I, I wasn't in a good way. I think we may have had a couple of Belfast so beers the night before, and Alad gave me a, a caffeine chewing gum. And I thought all well, my teeth were going to fall out my mouth during the game. I was <laughs> in the truck. <laughs> They're fizzing out. They're all. It was uh, awful. So I can't have any of that. So basically, 
I drink strong coffee, but I will never have caffeine because when I was 17, it, um, one of the Welsh girls, Lisa Burgess, who captain Wales and stuff, now brought on the board over of Welsh phase to whatever it was basically she got the wrong mix so she double dosed me having had at the time didn't really drink coffee or anything I honestly I like it, Clifton had been relegated into Prem 2 so we scored about 50 tries and every time I went, like I scored bent down I thought I was going to collapse and like by the end of it I was like nearly vomit it was horrendous and ever since then no chance can't touch it can't touch that officials awful creatine tingles have you ever had that no all natural, these guys. Yeah. All natural. Who are you both rooming with this week? I am rooming with Bryn Hall from New Zealand. He's a good guy. I've actually got another Sapphire marker from Stardom. And, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. Very quiet. He um, doesn't speak much. But just because of, I think, of age. Uh, and this whole, <laughs> this whole experience thing is like... I can remember the first time um, we roomed together at Springbok level. The whole week he probably spoke five words to me. <laughs> and then the one night he had a sleeper in, so with a jet lag and all the things, and somehow he couldn't go to bed. He just couldn't sl- fall asleep, but he was so drunk from the sleeper. And then he spoke the most, you know? And then he talked about music, his life, his, his farming, and I went, I want to just give you sleepers here in the day. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's a good bloke. So now you're at the end of your careers and there's not going to be any retribution for this, who is the worst roommate you've ever had, be it at club level, international, Lions, Barbars, who's the worst roomie you've ever had the experience of? You go, you go first. Um, um, for me, it's, it's anyone that snores is terrible. Uh, I just can't sleep with anyone that snores. Um, Are you quite tidy? I'm yeah, pretty much tidy from I was in boarding. So you're a folder then? Yeah, I'm a big folder. I pack out everything every time I stop. Even now to, with the barbarians, I've packed out everything in my closet. But that's pretty much old school. What about your toiletries? Have you got like a set way you do those as well? Correct. The whole thing that <laughs> opens up, you know, it, I, I never pack that out, but it's all in the specific spot. I hate people like you. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen our room in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a folder? Oh, uh, yeah. Everything. As soon as I get to the hotel, I lift everything out. Maybe on the windowsill, so it'll be t-shirts, polo, shorts. Little pants, they all folded as well. All right. sitting in there. And because um, I room quite a bit on my own with Ireland. Oh. Being captain, you get your own room. Does that, so is that a good thing? Because I would be bored out of my brain. Like having a roommate is quite cool, yeah, I think. It's good. it's good sometimes you get a bit of space. And the other good thing it does, it encourages you to go down to the team room more. Because you need, like, you do get bored on your own. So you go down there and you spend a bit of time with everyone. And but I used to room all the time with Dennis Leamy, and he was the best and worst roommate I had. I, I loved room with him, but he was a pig in terms of how untidy he was. Even when you go in to have a shower after training, and he'd leave a little pile of his clothes where obviously he'd just taken everything off and just sitting in the middle of the bathroom. And I used to come out and go, can you please come and take this away? And he'd be like, all right, all right, granddad. And he'd sort of take them away. And then my side of the room would be quite neat. And you'd look across and it was like he just unpacked his bag and went like that, <laughs> threw everything in the air. But he always seemed to find stuff, which was even more frustrating. What, what is quite interesting, Vian Harps brought uh, earplugs with. And we were playing poker last night. I said, so he brought earplugs with us. I said, why? Is it because he can't sleep? Uh, when someone snores, he says, "No, I'm a bad snorer." I actually gave it. I give it to my roommate and go, "Yeah, off you go for during the night." Yeah. And that, <laughs> but at least he's uh, he's prepped. A, gentle- yeah. a gentleman yeah. when it comes. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who's the most annoying tourist? Like the person who you try and spend as little time with as possible when you're away? <laughs> Darren Cave, one of them with Ulster. He just is constant. You sort of need to be able to dip in and out of him. So you do, because if you're with him too much, it is too much. So as I do, I get on really well with him, because it's good at the time whenever you don't want to speak, and but you don't want silence either. So he's just like this little annoying thing in your ear. It's constant. Well, that's pretty much me as well. Into a, so I'm quite a high-energy person uh, most of the time. So I just want to keep on going, keep on seeing places, keep on playing golf. And guys just want to chill. When it's all over, which is no. not, yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, 24 hours away or so, is that something that you'll miss? As much as it's hard now that you've both got kids to be away from home, do you think in six months' time, eight months' time, a year's time, that'll be the thing that you miss, those weekends with the boys where age isn't really a number at that point, apart from maybe when you're on the field and your body starts to feel a bit crippled by it. But, you know, you're, you're a 20-year-old bloke away with the boys on a rugby tour every weekend are you going to miss that do you think I think in, in, in rugby terms every retired player I've spoken to on the women's side and the men's side is they miss this camaraderie that you've got it is quite unique and you never find a replacement uh, speaking to John Smith so he's now into mountain biking I said John is it, does it ever feel the same and he said no it doesn't and you must actually make peace with that nothing will, that, that competitive bug in you will always be there, but you can't now smash someone at the office or on the bike. It's, it's frowned upon in the general public. So Walk down the corridor and drop your shoulder into the... Uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah. It, uh, just give, him a secret, give him a secret bum tap as, you flick, as you're waiting in the dinner queue. Yeah, yeah it's just, that's, that would be frowned upon. I mean, I'll get, I'll get fired quite quickly, I guess. Um, but it, it's the thing is is try to fly, find something similar, you know, and it's, that is the thing I'm going to miss the most is, is when you almost down in the guts in the game and you know you have to climb out of this and on your own it's different, but with mates it's it's awesome, and that's what I'm going to miss is actually when you know going to play at Ulster or wherever and you know you you're in trouble and you have to dig deep and 
uh, the guys next to you are not just teammates, they're actually great friends. Uh, and I guess that is the big, biggest part I'm going to miss. No, and the trips, the memories you make, it's just totally different to anything else. I, having retired, actually, the it, what's amazing is you appreciate that your job, well, I didn't get paid, but I'm going to call it my job. Um, my, your job to go and hang out with your mates. And actually, in real life, how many of your normal friends away from sport get to hang out with their mates on a guaranteed three, four times a week doing stuff that you love doing, that you, challenges you? Because actually, like in the women's game, when you train on a Tuesday, and a thurs, Tuesday, Thursday evening, play on a weekend, well, that's three times you see a good proportion of some of your closest friends. We're in actually in normal, now I've finished, I like to, to meet up with my mate, well, I have to see her, but like to me, yes. <laughs> but actually, like you don't, you just can't make time. Like if you think about your wife, like think about how often do they get to go and see their their closest mates? And I think like you're completely right in terms of not being able to to hang out and do stuff. The, the funny part is, is my wife can't understand it. We spend three days, four days training together, three days training together, and then you play a match on Saturday, and then yet on your off days you get together as well. She says, uh, "What's wrong with you? I mean, why do you guys keep on sticking together?" And, and I, I don't know. I've never worked a day in my life, but she can't understand. She won't do that with her colleagues in London uh, where she works and it's it's for us it's just natural it's I, I don't know uh, well if, if you've experienced anything different but it's yeah it's quite amazing and unique yeah are you gonna miss the whatsapp groups though uh, I've, I've 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 took my myself off the Saracens as soon as I left, but it's 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 a, there's a time to come and time to go, you know. Do you do you get in many messages now, or is it like gone? Is your phone silent because you're out of the WhatsApp group that pings every five minutes? No, then I went to the Bulls, uh, Blue Bulls WhatsApp group, and then into the Springbok WhatsApp group, and now the Barbarian group. And what's funny enough is, is even last year's Barbarian group chat is still still going and it's still going hard so i'm comp- i'm sending like pictures of this year of the training sessions after the old group and they go oh, are you guys serious how hard you're training and it's just a bit of banter flying about do you worry about getting under your wife's feet <laughs> probably i think it's she does yeah i would say that she'll be yeah it's the, the the thought of being at home sounds great but i think when you actually get into the reality of it and because you're away so much you look forward to it, but like I say, I think the worry is that until unless you can get into some sort of other routine or um, yeah, I don't know what my wife's going to do with me now. Is your plan farming now? Are you going to go back and, and farm at home? Yeah, I'll do a, a bit of farming, a bit of a few other things, and I want to stay involved in rugby in some shape or form. But to be honest, I'm just going to take it um, to the new year because I'm going to the Saudi Arabia for Anthony Joshua fight, and then I'm going to the Cape Town for the World Rugby Forum. The next weekend, and then sure after that, it's Christmas. You want to get Hong Kong Sevens on that list for March as well? Yeah, Change your life. You're saying like you're going to be at home now. What What would you say are your like best attributes as parents, but also your worst? Are you, what What are you hoping that your kids don't necessarily take after? You're saying about playing hooker, but yeah, um, well, I think I'm a I'm a bit of a shouter when I'm at home. Sorry, I just <laughs> I react really quickly, a bit like I do when I play rugby. You know, it's just like ah, they're literally going to be you, screaming, "Go back yeah, to rugby, Dad! Go know. away!" <laughs> automatically my first response is I go from zero to 100 and then you kind of take a second and you go well, actually it wasn't that bad like sorry guys you know but um, yeah look I, I enjoy we have a bit of fun now so we do we have a routine of going up to, to bath time and we'll basically play a bit of a 
almost like rugby in the bedroom while the bath's <laughs> filling and we'd batter into each other. Is that just you and, and your wife or the kids <laughs> involved? <laughs> Jodie tries to referee. Well, actually, no, she's more like the physio. Whenever somebody gets, well, when I get a little bit over-exuberant, I knock somebody over and they get a bang or a bump and they go to her then for sympathy. Bit of tough love. Yeah. It's going to be a bit weird watching Island Games and Ben not being a presence pitch side and actually the, the quarter-final of the World Cup, seeing him there. I remember the first time I ever did a shoot with you when I was at Sky and Ben was probably only about three years old and now he's this long-legged almost looks like he could be out there in a couple of years time so how do you think he's going to deal with dad retiring and not getting to go to all the island games yeah I, I think he's he'll struggle a lot I think and even like um he was at the Ulster game against Claremont whatever that was last Friday and he came home and he's telling me all about it he goes he goes you know dad it's a real pity because it would have been perfect for you because it was raining. And I went, all right, okay, brilliant. He goes, you might have got man of the match. And, but he goes, it was really strange not getting onto the pitch at the end of it and into the change rooms. And he goes, but I suppose I'm just going to have to cope with that now, aren't I? I said, go on. Yeah, you are. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you can teach this me. This world yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be, a big, it'll be a big change for him because he's obviously, um, I think when he was born, you don't really know how long you're going to play for. And I was, what, 28 maybe? And I didn't think they would get much past 30, so we kind of went, right, we want to involve him and, and immerse him as much as he can because it was important that he saw that it wasn't just, you know, the fun element of it, that there was a lot of hard work was into playing rugby. And I didn't think he'd be nine and, and still coming to, to games and getting onto the pitch and, um, you know, even coming on to Twickenham into the, the Baba's change room after that, the World Cup change room. They came home in the bus with the team after the World Cup quarterfinal, but... Um, so, like so actually you failed miserably in showing him the hard side of rugby and actually he's just a jet-set kid at nine years old who's seen <laughs> the best things and the best team. Yeah, it kind of backfired a little bit, so it did. But, yeah, no, they, they're, they've been great. So they did, and the youngest now, he kind of tends to hold court. So when we got onto the bus leaving from that quarterfinal, having lost, everyone was obviously really down. And then next thing Richie stands up and goes, I'm going down to see Pete and Johnny. They were sitting <laughs> in the middle of the back. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you're not, you're not. By that stage, he was gone. And then all you could hear with five minutes later was just everyone at the back of the bus laughing. He did the same. They got the bus back from Twickenham with the Babas. And next thing, he's at the front. Like, so be really quiet because there's nobody else in this bus except management and players. Say 30 seconds in, he stands up, sitting in front of me, stands up, looks around and goes, where's the beast? I want to go down and see the beast. And then down he went. And the two of them, I don't know what they talked about, but... They seem to have good fun the whole bus trip. So basically, what you're saying is they're going to keep you out of retirement just so that he yeah. can be the entertainment on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so am I right in thinking, <laughs> I've read somewhere, that you might be becoming a little bit of an academic again? Is that right or is that a complete waste of time and actually you're just going to enjoy and revel in your gold medal and swan around London? No, the plan plan was to start uh, studying in September, but then with the World Cup, I couldn't. Uh, I got accepted to Cambridge to executive MBA, so my background Same. is. Uh, I actually looked at Oxford. Yeah, my dad's got blue, so I'm from Oxford, and uh, so I th- looked at it because it looks like a cool course. Both courses, at Oxford and Cambridge, the one is just a week, and the other one is long weekends. And my future employer said, uh, "You, we can't." that you we can't let you go studying a week a month but we can allow you maybe a day or two a month and that's the biggest thing why why i chose cambridge so it's um it's still that's still the plan for next year uh my my proper work starts in jan so uh although i'll have a great month off now it's going to be weird um putting on a suit 
uh, on a Monday morning and then you know you crack on with I've never done it I've, I've worked a bit at KPMG in, in London but that's one, that's only one day a week a week that you get a bit of a fix to do it permanently uh, my wife says it's it's totally different than um, than I've envisaged it so there it's, are it's big decisions to be made in that kind of lifestyle so first of all are you going to be packed lunches or are you going to do dinners is it going to be a pret manger special every day there are things you need to consider between now and then yes I'm, I'm wear your shoes in because you don't want to blisters on the commute nightmare Luckily, it's in Stellenbosch, so I'll have my Vespa, I'll jump oh. on it, and boom, off I go. So there won't be any trains to take in Cape Town or, or Stellenbosch. But unfortunately, in Cape Town, traffic isn't great. Oh. So if you have to commute somewhere, walking isn't a big element of commuting in South Africa. Uh, Mike, I think the main concern is you've said you've lost six kilos since World Cup. I reckon you're going to be down to about 50 by January. So in terms of your complete new wardrobe, um, is that something you've also taken into consideration? Actually, seriously, because it's a totally different, totally different look wearing suits and non-rugby body. Sorry, we've got a podcast crasher here. Bastard's turned up. He's had a shower and like scalp. Um, bonjour. Uh, bonjour. It's, it's, um, Bonsoir. It's night time. Bonsoir. 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 Our first French guest. Hello. Hello, everyone. There you go. That's all you're getting from Basta. Uh, I guess the big thing now, before we wrap it up, is it's the final game for you two. So how hectic are the beers going to be tomorrow night? There's no one listening who's going to think, well, I'm not having them in my team in future. So tomorrow night, how loose is it going to get for these two? Well, my liver can't really take much after uh, the last three weeks and then this week as well. So we're going to have a couple with the boys and see where the night goes, really. Yeah, we might have one or two. Um, I do enjoy a beer. Um, everything in moderation, is that what you meant to say? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and finally, you're sat opposite each other as two people that have gone head-to-head, literally. I mean, I don't know why you'd ever play in that position, but hey, if you like scrummaging, that's fine. Um what what's one word that you would describe Rory? Inspirational. Oh wow, really? <laughs> You're too nice. Come on, something a bit more fun. Is he? I mean, is he? No, the the thing is, he's a competitor. You know, he, uh, I mean, I, I can slag him off, but actually playing against the guy for 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 years, you know, the guy gets stuck in, and that's what you get uh, actually respect for. It's, it's not picking and choosing games, but. Every time irrelevant he, he plays against, he put his, his heart in the front and he leads his team. And you can give credit for that. So for me, coming from South Africa, you play weather, uh, play rugby because it's nice. You score a lot of tries and it's not so wet and cold. When I came across here, some days running out there, and especially uh, there where he's from in Belfast, I look at that weather a couple of games we played, then I went, if I have to tell my kids to play rugby, uh, I mean... I would excuse them if they'd rather go play golf or football or something else that's indoors or anything. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's impressive. Is that why you went to Allianz? Because it's fake grass, so you didn't get the mud every week? Of course, yes. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's, um, I think it's, it's quite weird when you play the one week and you play beautiful pitches, then you go, go down to Gloucester. And literally on a slope and it's so wet and it's all they want to do is scrum and more, scrum and more. And now I'm going, let's run the ball a little bit. And they say, no, this is, this is real rugby. So, Rose, how would you, in one word, scholar? Uh, I think class. I think it's like obviously with the way is off the pitch, but the way is on the pitch. And I think when you play against someone and, and you realise how tough they are, you also have a real appreciation for some of the stuff that he does and I think you, you really look at it that 
he does some stuff that I could never even imagine doing. Some of the way he plays with the ball in his hand and you look at it and just go, oh, I wish I could do that. And I think when, when you have that and, and you have that respect, I just think that that is class. And even the way watching the World Cup, you know, with the, the little touches of class, with bowing to the ball boys and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, I just think is, you know, they're all little things, but they all make a, a big difference. And that's something that you look on from afar and you just go, yeah, I like that. I like that sort of person. Out of the two of you, though, who I'm always intrigued. This is the last question I'm going to ask. You've said finally twice, so yeah, yeah go um, for it with this one. In the front row, when you get when you go down to scrum, you obviously have to go face to face. Like, is there anyone in the game, either each other or someone else, that is the sweatiest face and <laughs> and stubble that really does rub? Bong is the sweetest guy I've ever trained against. With 40, 40 degrees out there in South Africa, he was sweating so much. And most of his sweat comes off his head. And that was just uh, like that. Is that why he scores so many tries? Because people can't get a hold of him. Slippery when wet. Yeah, he is very slippery. Uh, I, I think some, it's more the props, to be honest. I don't know whether it's just Ireland or ever, but... The amount of ringworm and bits oh and pieces that scrum pucks and everything that our props seem to have, they are, must be the dirtiest people I've ever met. And you go down into scrums and like Dave Kilcoyne or John Ryan or some of these boys and you're kind of going, we all had to taper ears in the summer because there was scrum, scrum pucks and ringworm going around. So <laughs> and I'm just going, so instead of taping our ears, can we just remove the person's <laughs> ringworm, please? Like, I, I Scrub don't want them. To go in here. Um, so moral of, the, moral of the story, don't do a do a French kiss to anyone. Well, not more of the story. Don't play in the front row. And yeah, on that note, the <laughs> best position yeah, on the pitch. The, by far, hooker is the best position. Yeah. Look how bad you have to with a lock. You have to push your head between the boys' bums and scrum from the back. In the front, at least you've got actually opposition scrumming against. And as a hooker, you can actually do whatever you want. That's a beauty. How many times I've stand, stand on the wing waiting for the ball to come back. It's the best position by far. No chance. Full back. I'm as far away <laughs> from all of that, all of that as much as possible. Well, thanks to these two absolute gents and good luck from the tryhards for tomorrow. Try hard. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 